B-Pod Studios. Now, now, it's time, it's for, time for Solak and Bertrand. Brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, on the Sports Hub. New time hour here on Zolak and Bertrand, live from Radio Row in Las Vegas. We're presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. This hour of coverage is brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market. Bert Breer is with us for another hour. You had something on Brock Purdy. Yeah, I just, it's a good exercise for people to think about this. How would you see Brock Purdy if he was the 20th pick in the draft? Hit. Big time hit. I mean, I just think, like, we're so... This happened to Brady early in his career, by the way, too. Like, where I think people had trouble wrapping their head around that he was as good as Peyton Manning. Like, very early in his career. Because I just don't think, in our minds, and the way we see them, and the way we perceive them, it's it takes a while for guys to live down where they were drafted. You know? And so, if Brock Purdy... Say the Niners spent the 20th pick on the draft to put... Brock Purdy behind Jimmy Garoppolo a couple years ago, and this is what he became. I don't like this take. Why? Because I don't look at Brock Purdy as one of the better passers in the league. He's a pretty good player, man. Like I, he brought them back. Like last week, he, like in the second half of that game, sort of became a playmaker. And I, where was he in the first half? And I feel like, and I, someone, but, someone but, tell him the game but, started. But that's what's, but you know what? Like that's what a lot of the best quarterbacks do. I got Phil like on that one. I, I give, I give, because a lot of Shanahan quarterbacks, right? Yeah. You're Matt Schaub, you're Kirk Cousins. It's well, if everything's perfect, and you know, like you're manageable down distance, and you're not playing from behind, then Kyle can make a lot of quarterbacks look really good, right? I think in the last two playoff games against Green Bay and against Detroit in less than ideal conditions, right, in against Green Bay because of the weather and against Detroit because they fell behind, we saw a little something from Brock Purdy. And one guy who coached, who's coached with Kyle for a long time said to me last summer, said, I can tell how much, I, I, can, and I can tell how much Kyle <laughs> likes Brock Purdy. What was that? I don't know. Is that a valet? Just the cart that just came through. The valet? If that distracts you, you're going to hear him for a long week. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. No, but I mean, like, so if, like, you look at the way that, like, he played, like, the way he played in those two games, right? Yeah. And then I talked to a guy who okay, coached, coached with Kyle for a long, long time, was a high-end assistant for him, who said to me last summer, I can tell how much Kyle likes Brock Purdy by the way he calls plays for him, right? So I took it to Kyle, and I asked Kyle about it. And Kyle said, yeah, absolutely. Oh. He said, the way that I can call plays is, for him is different than the way I could call plays for a lot of other quarterbacks. Okay. And I think at the, end of that, at the end of the last two games, what we saw, and so I think this is an important quarterback trait. When you don't have your A game, what happens? Can you harness it? Brady was great at this, yeah. right? Like, Brady was awesome. That, like, was, Brady, the, that was the Brady thing could, we didn't know about him, right? Brady yeah. could play a bad half and then come right. into the second half and be gangbusters, right? Like, that Super Bowl against Seattle, he got the crap knocked out of him for two and a half quarters, was able to harness it and come back at the end. I think we saw – I'm not comparing him to Brady, but I think we saw a little bit about the, of that from Purdy. Right? I actually agree with that. Yeah, yeah, we did. We definitely saw that. Where he was able to harness it yes. and, like, and, those, and make plays. He was so much better in that second half. 
because he was so bad in the first half. And I think that that's a I think that's an important trait that not every quarterback has. Well, I think that kind of speaks to that personality stuff that you were just talking about a few minutes ago. Yeah. In terms of cool, calm, collected, all those things we did say about Brady early in his career, right out of yep. the gate. So, yeah, I can see that. Late in games, he's shown you something. He he is physically though. He's limited. He's limited. And so Thank you. I think they are going to continue to to just keep an open mind moving forward. They moved heaven and earth to draft Trey Lance yep. because they didn't feel like they had a great roster and they didn't feel like they had enough at the quarterback position. And Jimmy Garoppolo, who's just sort of okay. He's an well, okay so, quarterback physically across the board. They felt like they needed more. I wonder so his if draft, it ever gets to that point again with this guy. His draft position is going to impact him with his own team. Because if they had drafted him 20th, they're not going to keep an open mind about going up right. and continuing to look yeah, for correct. something better, right? Yep. yep. You want to pay Brock Purdy? And really pay Brock Purdy? And that's the question. And that's a question. I wouldn't. You but can't. That, well, you a, can't yet. So, like, because the right. rules. No, no. I'm just saying. But that's a next year. That's a real question. Yeah. yeah it's a, I'm just saying. You're going to have to cross that bridge at some point. It's going to get harder to keep him once you pay him. Whether it's a Daniel Jones contract or something more than that. Yeah. It's going to get a lot harder to surround him with talent because if you look at it, and they have done a great job with their drafts. There's no no question about it. Third. But the last two or three. They've gotten a little cold outside of Purdy. Yeah. Spencer Burford is a is a decent offensive yeah. lineman that they hit on in the middle rounds. Outside, they're really they've gotten and nothing in terms of, of guys on rookie contracts. So once you start paying that quarterback, well, and I know we can move the cap around, and that is established. So we know we can do that, but it's not going to be easy to keep that all these cap guys. thing's going to that cap thing's going to hit them now because like this is I'm not saying this is their last chance with this group. But they're high, have windows. They're, they have high, windows. their highest num- cap number. This is an amazing thing. Like I did this roster breakdown every year. Their highest cap number is like twelve and a half million. So that sounds great, but you know what that means? Much it's big pushed somewhere. Much bigger numbers are coming. They've got I think it's nine players on the team that are making fourteen million dollars a year or more, and their highest cap number is twelve and a half. So what does that tell you? Cap is crap. That's what it tells me. No, cap is a f- no, fantasy no, 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 no. It means it means that's all coming. Like I think that next year, eight of their guys right to cap jail. Eight no, but eight of their guys next year. <laughs> I'm eight, not eight of their eight of their guys next year. I'm not getting fooled okay, by this I'm anymore. I'm, 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 like we, you said this about the Rams too. Yeah. Like they were going to fall apart. But this they was the year. Apart. But this was the year. That this was the year that they ate crap. Like so, you can you you have to eat crap for a year. Is basically what and it is. And you have to keep hitting in the draft. And if right. you, you have, have to find your Puka Nakua right. in the draft, yeah. you can be one of your best players right away. And if you have good coaches and you have good draft draft personnel is, guys, and you've got enough of a team that you don't suck, you'll survive it for the year, and you can get the right draft, back into it. The draft is the key to everything. Yes, if you keep drafting well, anything is manageable because you will always have you will always have affordable talent. In Do your the Rams roster. suck? No. Oh, and what no, happened? No, no, I thought they were going to suck. No, it's terrible. Terrible. Like, Tampa like, doesn't ah. either. Did and they every, suck? Bill, Bill said no, what? It's because they hit Tampa the draft. Yeah, yeah, and there was a million the miles ahead of a team like the Patriots It's because right they now. hit in the draft, though. That, like, yeah. You yeah. cannot do it. And what I I'm saying is the Niners. I don't disagree with Where the cap doesn't become crap is if you don't draft well. I'm just telling you the cap is not this scary boogeyman that ruins and destroys the franchises. No, but what I'm saying is like, what it will do is over the next couple of years, the Niners might have to offload a Fred Warner. Okay. They might have to offload a Debo Samuel. They may not be able to pay a Brandon Ayuk. So, like, that's what's going to happen. But that, and, and then, and now that's young where you have to well. at the same time. And, and that's where you and have you know to what? draft well. Yeah, Young's going to be gone. And they good. haven't. The last couple of years, they really haven't drafted well outside of Purdy. And you know what happens? If you have the guy like the Chiefs do, 
it doesn't stop you from getting to the Super Bowl. Well, the Chiefs model is they pay three guys and then everybody else on rookie contracts. Like, that's what the Chiefs model has become. The, the, like Chiefs, the last couple of years, they're, they're paying Mahomes, they're paying Kelsey, they're paying Chris Jones. And for their the offensive part, line, their offensive the line is pretty expensive. expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is a, a, to me, though, this is sort of a clash of two different models right now in the league. Kansas City pays through the nose for the best quarterback in the league. Yeah. San Francisco pays everything else. Pays everything else. Mm-hmm. Which model do you like? Which model is going to win out? I, I think that's a, definitely a backdrop to this game. I love it because I, I think it, they are such contrasting approaches. And I think, honestly, as hard as it is to find the quarterback, I think in some ways the Niners model is it's, a harder one to follow because you need to hit yeah. more often on some of these and random the picks shorter. and the window's shorter. And Kansas City's got the unicorn like you had with Brady. Yeah, for all those years. And so finding like, that unicorn is not it's easy. Different. That's a generational right. thing. It sure. almost that, never happens. But it's also very difficult to find George Kittle in the fifth round and mm-hmm. hit on Debo Samuel in the, the second and Fred Warner in the third and have enough, be able to find a franchise I mean, that's the left amazing tackle. thing about this galaxy of stars the Niners have is so many of them weren't first-round picks. Yeah, they're third to fives. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you know they, what I mean? They like, whiffed big time on some first-round picks. Solomon yeah, right. Thomas. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Mike McGlinchey was good, not great. Like, certainly not worthy Javon of a top Kinlaw ten pick. And, yeah. Yeah. But their, but their middle rounds are, like, unbelievable. And they've, they've just kind of – they've just – They've kept hitting on guys that have become like not even good, but great players. Right. You know, yeah. The, the cap stuff too. As you, as you talk these cap numbers and you know, guys we, not we playing were, fungus, like we a, were talking about really last good. week. How do you secure your players? You know, do the Michael Wenner one franchise Hunter Henry if you have to because it's a low number because it's a tight end. Then I'm reading some stuff on a plane last night. The Miguel guy, the cap guy, said, "I don't understand why everybody's saying it's so easy just to slap it on 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 Henry because the numbers at 18.6. So he's right on that's that. That's high. He's the right number, on that. What the, the hell happened a number there? Well, so the franchise number and I and he helped me on this because I we thought it was something 12, closer 12 to 12. Yeah. So that would be for a player who's going for basically a second contract because Hunter Henry has made so much on his last deal. Yeah. So it's it ends be up being 120 percent, yep. I believe. Oh, is of this your, cap number? Of your last cap last number. Year. That's right. Okay. So that's what it is. He's so already that's paid highly now. enough. That's that a franchise tax now 18. Now not you, 12, now you can't think and now about it's that. harder to do something like that with I'm him. I'm not slapping him at 18 then. I think that's probably a fair approach. Yep. That but but I things. think you should still try to lock him up because oh, I, I think no, he's I been agree. a good fit here. Yeah. And he's been a leader for your offense, and they, they need that. Our coverage from Radio Row is presented by Safety Insurance. Uh, let's get into Brady and Mahomes and the chase. Uh, the titles stacking up for Mahomes. We'll get into that with Bert and Phil coming up next. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Award-winning movies often have incredible soundtracks, and many of those have gone on to become country gold. We've picked our top five country songs that have been nominated for an Oscar. Text OSCAR to 45911 to see if your favorite made the list on Backstagecountry.com. Text OSCAR to 45911, and we'll send the link straight to your phone. What happens in Vegas, you're going to hear about. It's Radio Row Week, and this is Solak and Bertrand, presented by Safety Insurance on the Sports Hub.
This hour of coverage from Radio Row brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market. It's Olak and Bertrand live from Las Vegas, presented by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Bert Breer is with us. Bert, I think for us in New England, the Brady Mahomes story is going to continue. Yep. I think it's talked about at the national level because he could potentially end up with three titles after this game and after this weekend. And we've already heard from some people, Nick Wright, talking about how he's already a better quarterback than Brady will ever be and, you know, crown him and all that, Nick yeah. being a Kansas City guy. But that's going to pick up more steam. I think there's, and, more, and I I think, think there's more pressure on him than people think. And I think, that's, I think there's a lot of people in New England. I think pretty much, you know, across the board, most people in New England are going to root against him winning. Yeah, I, I don't think – I mean, I think it's ludicrous to talk about him in historical terms the same way. Where we can have an argument is pace, is pace and also peak. Yeah, like is his peak? Is he reaching a level, and is has he reached a level that Brady never reached? And I think, like, if you want to like tie them together, this is his 06 season. This is his version of Brady's 06 season, where the skill positions around him were a problem. He had to fight through a lot of things. He had to adjust the way that he played. It was his seventh Went year. Went on the road. Seven, his seventh year in the league, the same way as Brady's seventh year in the league. Um, we yeah, went on the road in the playoffs and won. I I think there are some parallels. Not perfect, but except, I think there are some parallels. Except he has Travis Kelsey. Who, and in an AFC title game, he connected with him 11 for and, 11. And, and Brady had that's nothing the, close that's to that. No, no but I mean, I, I would have I I told you three weeks ago that Travis Kelsey is a shell of himself. And so I think you have to give Kelsey credit for summoning this oh, in the playoffs. Yeah. Right, because this was not the Kelsey we saw during Buffalo. the regular season. Right. Like, I, I think like what we saw during the regular season was this guy is all done. Like, and he... The decline has begun, and because like, he did not look like a difference maker during the regular season no. to me, which was a big part of the problem there. People said distracted, was, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it was like, I mean, you look at, and I don't think it was distracted. I think he was just beat up, and he's thirty four years old, and he's taking a lot of hits, and this is the end of his career. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I just, I think, I think you got to give Travis Kelsey a lot of credit for the way that he's played over the last couple of weeks, because somehow. He's elevated. He has found yep. a way, yeah. And I had I had a couple teams who studied this say to me, like, he's, like, adjusted the way he plays, and he's getting open earlier in the route, and he's sort of understands, like, kind of the circumstances. So he's really, like, with his head and his, like, all the know-how he has from playing in the league for 11 years has sort of adjusted the way he plays so he can still be effective even though he's not the physical freak that he was two or three years ago. What I find interesting in terms of the, the conversation about their or his peak and comparing him to Brady, is I actually look at this year as similar to Brady's 2018. Yeah. And if you look at that That's stretch true. of time, four Super Bowls over five years, you made four, you won three, a couple of MVPs for Tom Brady, MVP types of seasons for Brady, 16 yeah. and 17. Mahomes and Brady, what Mahomes has done thus far in his career, is really similar to what Brady did from so, 14 to 18. And then can Mahomes stack Sustain up it, on right. that yeah. three more Super Bowls? 18, 18 was offensively I, ugly. So, yeah. like, I had a good conversation with Matt Nagy about this that kind of makes me think, like, maybe he is a 20-year player. Maybe he is a 25-year player. Where Nagy said, and Nagy obviously had him as a rookie and now has him again. And he said, like, people don't see the other side of Patrick. It's like there's this dark side of him that's like the competitive side of him where it's like, 
and it's it sounded so similar to Tom. You know what I mean? Like it's like, and you don't outwardly see that a lot because he kind of comes off as like a a happy go lucky guy. You know, like and it, like it was almost like a little like he's a maniac. But, but he, he is he's the same as Brady that way. Like he, yeah, he can be kind of nasty. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. yeah. Talking you, yeah, trash you, on the field. You're, you're going the audio at guys. stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just, right. uh, so I I actually think like it like just that conversation made me think. That conversation just made me think like. Maybe this is the lunatic who's gonna like who who is gonna be like I need to get to seven. See, we kind of you know knew, I mean? like, knew Brady to to had that too. But then you know the transformation late in his career, the ability to extend plays on third down, the taking care of the body. Like right. there's a picture from Mahomes a week ago. It looks like Mac Jones with his shirt off. <laughs> yeah. and I'm not and I'm not taking a shot there, but and then he had fun with it. Like oh, why are you gonna do that to me? I, and I, Brady was never I got a body. Be- Brady was no, never was body a, beautiful. But no, if he starts like say in three years. Really transform the way he's going to have to, right? Exactly, and if he adapts the way Brady did, where you become maniacally off the field, carrying your water bottle around, drinking every five minutes, having somebody tell but you Brady this, that really did that. They didn't have no. Brady did that happen with Brady? The dad bod mer- version of Mahomes no. is quite good, though. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, that that happened with Brady though after the ACL it performs. Didn't it? ACL. Yeah. That was the, it was after yeah, the ACL that, 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 that really that happened, surgery. you know. And then, then he started. Brady, Brady started to get maniacal. Then he got hungry again. I want to win, and how do I extend it? Right, right. And so if Mahomes can do that. He's going to add years. I would I just mean, say though, it's one thing to be maniacal in your approach to your training and your diet and your hydration and your sleep and all that. It's another thing for your game to age well. That's yeah. the question I have with so Mahomes. Where, he could do all so the here's extra the stuff. Other part. If he's still scrambling so around, you, Bert, the way he plays right now, I'm, it might not last as long I'm, as it did. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you said that because I think one of the most impressive things about this playoff run for him is he's learned to play within the context of his team and within the context of what his team needs from him. And I think it shows like a really smart, aware player where Andy Reid said to me after the game, that one of his best plays in that game was a sack he took in the fourth quarter. And he took the sack, and he lost two yards on it, right? And a lot of quarterbacks might have panicked in that situation and thrown it away or thrown it into coverage. But he knew in the moment the 40 seconds that that sack was going to run off the clock was more valuable to his team than the two yards he would get back by throwing it away or the chance he would take by throwing it down the field. And if you watch him play now, you still see the freak plays, but you see the smart plays too. Like there's little nuanced plays where he's made, he's doing things where it's like, oh, he understood what he understood the situation. He understood what his team needed from, and that's where the 18 comparison comes in, right? Because Brady, that was one thing that Brady was always great at was he knew exactly what his team needed from him. that Rams Super Bowl. He knew what his team needed from him in that game. And I think the fact that Mahomes is starting to get that should scare the hell out of everybody. Because if that's coming along now, this early in his career, where he has that, where his situational awareness is so good that in every game he's going to be able to give you exactly what you need, and he has the ability to throw on the cape, now we're talking about a guy whose game is going to be more sustainable. Doesn't turn it over. He doesn't turn yeah. his his touchdown interception ratio is better in the playoffs over the course of his career, which is what than it is in the regular season. And he's one of the best regular season quarterbacks we've ever seen. It's it's incredible. He's he is special. He's on that trajectory. What I'm interested to see is who does his rival become over the next five years? Is it Burrow? Is it Allen? I think it's Burrow. It, I think it's Burrow. If Burrow I gets healthy Burrow. and stays yeah. healthy, it should be Burrow. Because I think he's got that, I think that, it's Burrow. That, that, that loony stuff and too. Burrow, and I think Burrow is also we talk about a sustain I think of all the young quarterbacks, Burrow plays the most sustainable game. 
Burrow's game is so based on his head and his aptitude yep. and his, like just like I think Burrow of all the young guys now is probably the guy who if I wanted to start a team for the next ten years I'd take Mahomes probably but I'd have a hard time it's, not taking Burrow and, and, and Burrow's a guy with too. that edge too yeah swagger. we're saying yeah. the same thing I don't right? know if Allen has it like Allen's phenomenal because of his size and his talent yeah he I loses I don't, his I don't know in the big game like Burrow's got to have those big game balls yeah. Well, Burrow, it's like Burrow is like Brady. It's like when everybody else is like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Burrow is just like that. The only thing it's, 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 yeah. it's the Joe Montana. Yeah. Hey, like there's John Candy yeah. thing. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like I worry about this with Burrow though. Is his team willing to pay the guys they need to pay to no. surround him they with suck. the talent? They will they they They'll pay players. It's the other stuff. No, they'll pay players. You're cheap. Like, they've always paid players. Cheap, stupid team. They're they're cheap they're cheap in other ways. <laughs> they walk across but the street. We'll I don't, think I don't, I don't right. believe it. I don't trust them. I would not trust T. them to Higgins do it. Scheduled to hit free agency. Do you tag him or do you give him the long term deal to make sure that he's here for a while? Big test right here. Jamar Chase. Do you tag him T. or Higgins do you make sure he's here for one? Because T Higgins, like whatever you pay, if you pay T Higgins, whatever you pay T Higgins becomes the floor for Jamar Chase. And, no but but no, Chase also said. Chase I'm, wait, I'm waiting till till you see what uh, Jefferson signs. Right. Yeah. Well, that's Jefferson's going to get paid this off. But back to this game. And what it means uh, to have the experience, the swagger, the ability to lock in the way Mahomes has in the playoffs, doesn't that really mean a lot in this game? The experience that that team has and that quarterback has playing yeah, on this stage in this game. Of course. Especially, I don't know that it's been talked about enough. I mean, like, and there are... There I think are, San Francisco's the better team. Right. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are here because they know what it takes to get here. I had somebody, uh, you know, I was sending out texts to a few, like, you know, like, GMs and those types like the like yesterday just to kind of get a gauge on stuff and doing a story on it, and uh, one of them put it I think really well. He goes, "It's David versus Goliath in in both ways." He's like, "When it comes to the roster, the Niners are Goliath. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the quarterback, the Chiefs are Goliath." And I think that speaks to our whole roster build thing. You and know? they've got the experience of being here and how to handle this week. And the Forty Niners <laughs> are already letting the practice field get in there. But there's but there's mem- the memory. Of the last one for some of those guys too, where the Niners played freaking perfect for three, for three and a half quarters. They dominate. I mean, Nick Bosa was the MVP. They dominated the Chiefs for two, three and a half quarters, mm-hmm. and that's the power of someone like Mahomes. It's the same as Brady. It's like the Seahawks outplayed the Patriots for two and a half quarters. Brady erased all of it. Same thing. Same thing there. They have that memory in the back of their head. You're getting in the second half. You're playing great, right? Does that creep into your head like? Well, remember the last time. You know what I mean? Like, remember, Mahomes erased it the last time. And if you're a Patriots fan, how does this make you want your team to approach their rebuild? Yeah. You look at these two teams. Do you want the, do you want the stud quarterback at three and yes. then just try to figure it out everywhere else? Or do you try to figure it out everywhere else first and can, then add the quarterback in later? You can't. The worst thing you can do, though, is draft a guy like he's going to be that guy and then he doesn't become that guy. So Can't miss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this hour of coverage brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market. We are live from Radio Row in Las Vegas, and we've got more to come with Burt Breer, Phil Perry with us today. Let's get to your calls. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Country music has so many generous artists who always seem to jump in to help those in need. We're spotlighting five who lead by example and lend a helping hand to charitable causes. See who made our list when you text GIVE to 45911. Text GIVE to 45911 and read all about it right now on BackstageCountry.com. 
the Sports Hub. Now, more from Radio Row in Las Vegas. It's Zolak and Bertrand, presented by Safety Insurance on the Sports Hub. Zolak and Bertrand from Radio Row at Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. We're presented by Safety Insurance. This coverage all week long. It's Monday. The room is, uh, i got to say, busy for a Monday. It's busy yeah, picking Monday. up. Yeah. Busiest picking Monday up. I've seen in a while. Yes. Zoe's had it with Ro- Rochi's uh, enthusiasm, by the way. <laughs> it's truck day and the pictures are out. According to a Red Sox uh, team official, I think it was uh, Gabrielle Starr. Did you tell me? T-Bone? That's right, yeah. No one shows up for Chuck Day anymore, right? Uh, well, the mascot does. Wally, right? Whatever. Yep. yep. Wally. Uh, according to a Red Sox employee, about 50 to 75 fans showed up for Truck Day. <laughs> do we believe that? No. Lunatics. No. I don't, it doesn't look yeah. like there's... I mean, do employees oh. of the team count as fans? Uh, uh, probably. Because yes. they probably are fans of the yeah, team. Sure, of course. Of course. They, yeah. are far, they are fans like of the team. The game has been sold out. <laughs> I mean, technically, you're not lying. They are fans right. of the team. Yep. Tickets have been purchased. It's also their employer. Oh, yes, there's no way there's 50 people there. No. The only people that are fans are right here, Bert. Right. <laughs> Where they, they're counting people that are just like kind of crossing the street, too. Just happen <laughs> to be in the area. <laughs> but Milliken said, happy truck day. Yes, thank you. Happy <laughs> truck day to all uh, who celebrate. Mm-hmm. Which is apparently 50 to 70 about a dozen, <laughs> About a dozen or so people. <laughs> yep. Oh, wow. Sam Kennedy was out on the street corner oh, talking the, today, too. He dressed too. the masses. Yeah, of course. Christ. Can dress the masses. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised they didn't trot Theo out for yeah, that today. Theo? Yeah, where's Theo? We're not talking to you anymore. Is that what they're going to do with Theo, though? Is Theo going to be the mascot now? That's, like, I fear that that's all him, it is. They're going to bring him out for events and stuff like that. That's our well, concern. Well, he's, he's looking for a new manager for Liverpool right now. I don't know what, what the point Theo's is. Theo's involved in that? Yeah. Yes. He's the point guy. It's his first item. First item of business mm-hmm. is helping them find a new manager for the soccer club. We love to play is he working with LeBron on that? I mean, just on the optics <laughs> of it. <laughs> would you, if you knew you were hiring Theo and you knew you wanted his insight as a sports executive into how to approach a search, what to be looking for, would you put that out there? That his first thing he's going to be doing is working with the always, soccer team? No. These things you always idiots. kill me. You're so stupid, all of you over there. These, always, these things always oh. kill me because, like, Carolina hired... <laughs> Carolina hired like this guy who is a sports consultant. I think it's called Sportify or something like that, right? So he used to be, he used to run, I think it might have been Liverpool actually. Okay. Whatever it was, he used to run one of the big clubs in England, right? So they hire this guy, oh yeah, we're going to be innovative, we're going to do all this different stuff. They promoted their assistant general manager to GM and hired one of his buddies to be the coach. Nice. So, like, I just don't get that. There's no one with the Red Sox. There's never anyone in the room that says, hey, guys, yeah, let's not do it that well, way. That's what we should mean. Not a good look. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not the look we're right. going for, guys. guys we're, we're not going to tell everyone that Theo's first item is going to be to help find a new manager for the soccer team. That's not how we're going to handle this. How do you think it's going over with he Liverpool can, fans? Oh, that, again, Ted <laughs> Lasso. So you got Ted Lasso here helping figure out who the next manager will be. When the, when the sports media kingdom collapses, I think we should all start a consulting firm. 
Yes. Yeah. Because they're all well paid and they all keep getting gigs. <laughs> yeah. And I don't find any of them to be all that intelligent. Yeah. That's, That's a what low we're going to do. We're I, gonna, think we're, yeah, I think we'd be good. But we're going to handle the PR aspects and elements for teams. Yeah. That's what we're going to handle. Guys. No. No, he can don't help do with that. that. But we're not telling anyone he's helping with that. Uh, John is in the car. What's up, John? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, Welcome. Maybe I missed it, but. You know, there's all this talk about the uh, team, you know, the bottom of the league in payroll, and then the back office not having a lot of resources allocated to it. So it, did Belichick want it this way, or is it the crafts? of the crafts? Un- and uh, I guess uh, that's all I have. Thanks, guys. I'm not, um, quite, I'm not quite sure John. what you're asking, and you're cut out there for a Whose choice was it not to spend? Was it Bill oh. or Roberts? I think, it was, I think it's both. I think it was everybody. I think, it's, I think both were... Probably aligned. I think this is how people aligned. This is how people within the organization yeah. perceived it. Yeah, philosophically aligned in that way. When it comes to the size of the staff, can I just read you a quick quote from Bill from a podcast that he did a few years ago? Kind sure. of explains his philosophy on why he didn't like having a lot of people either in the front office or on the coaching staff. My philosophy, he said, this is through a podcast, believe it or not, uh, with Paul Rabel, lacrosse legend. This is a few years oh, ago. Of course, he's I talking to Paul Rabel. I remember this. My philosophy really is that less is more. I'd rather have fewer people doing more work than more people doing a little more work. As long as everybody is busy, as long as everybody feels productive, they feel good about what they're doing, and they feel like they're contributing. I think when people have lag time and kind of not enough to do, then that leads to getting distracted and complaining or being less productive. Even though you have more people, sometimes less work gets done. So I think that probably was true back in the day. Right. I don't think that's true anymore. These yeah. teams are so advanced. There's so much to go through. There's from, so much uh, to synthesize. Yes. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to matching your sports science data with your analytics, with your s- traditional scouting, with your coaching. It's and- like the rest of the world that has become very specialized. Football so, is no different. And you can quibble Sanford. with whether or not that is a, a reasonable way to approach things. So, but that's the way the game is now. All, all all these owners want to like a lot of the newer owners the you know the Waltons in Denver and the and and in Tepper and in, in Carolina and now Josh Harris in Washington they all have this goal of being like the Apple or the Microsoft of football right San Francisco has sort of organically gotten there because the guy who is their one of their I, I can't remember Prague's title but president of football ops whatever it is was actually like the first football analytics guy. Parag Marath is his name, right? And he is brilliant. And he is a part of the puzzle with John Lynch. And they found a way to make all of this work, right? Like, they're the organization you want to study because they're the ones that have been able to take a really innovative system and what Kyle Shanahan does um, on the field with traditional scouting, which John Lynch has set up and tied to the coaching staff with all the analytic stuff. Um, Again, like, there is a point where you have too many people where it can become clutter, but there are also organizations that have a lot of good people that are doing it right, and those are the ones you want to look at. You know, like the Rams have a lot of people. Now they've gotten the Rams, for example, like have they don't send people to the Senior Bowl really. They only send a couple people to the Senior Bowl. They don't really travel to the Combine. Like the Rams do it differently. So doing it differently isn't wrong. It's it, and having a lot of people isn't wrong. It's just. How do you find a way to be up with the times? And I'm not sure the Patriots are right now. Antiquated? Is that a fair word to use right now? Is it that bad? I think stuck in a different era? 
I think so. I I think that you have to like look at this and say more information can be better. Yes. Right. Like and. If you're not doing the extra things that other teams are doing and denying yourself the extra information because you've done it a certain way for so long and it's led to a lot of success, then you're really going to be hamstringing the new guys in charge. Like Eric DaCosta, the Ravens general manager, put this perfectly to me once. He said, and they're very they, – they have a they, – they they, they've built out their own systems. Like they have like their own proprietary systems, right, when it comes to analytics. They don't really subscribe to the outside people quite as much. And they've invested a ton of money into it. And but Eric's and Eric came up as like a traditional scout, and he came up under Ozzie Newsom, who's as traditional as it gets. And what he said to me is like, he's like, I we use analytics as guardrails. He's like, I want to know when I'm making an exception. Now, maybe I'll make that exception anyway, but at least I know, right? Like, I want to know when I'm when I'm coloring outside the lines, right? So I have that information. So at least I know that I'm doing something that is. Not that that is not in tune with the way football is going. Now I may still do that thing, but I'm not going to just you know close my eyes to what's going on and just do it the way I've always done it because I've always done it that way. I want there to be constant questioning of what I'm doing, and that'll help us eventually get to the right answer. I say the Ravens have had pretty yeah. good success over the years doing it that way. And uh, one more thing here from like Elliot Wolf's perspective, and yeah. going dipping into the Packers here. This is from Mike Reese. Patriots interviewed former Packers D-line coach Jerry Montgomery to replace DeMarcus Cup. DeMarcus Cup of the as the D-line coach. Yeah, yeah as the line coach. So like, there's I, I Packer, think that's Packer, more of a wolf, wolf, wolf. <laughs> another friends and family weekend yep. around the Patriots. Uh, we've got one more segment with Bert Breer coming up next. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. <laughs> Wondering who made our list of the top five all-time queens of country music? Did Carrie Underwood make the cut? Find out now when you text Queens to 45911 and scroll through the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text Queens to 45911 to see the talented artists who rounded out our top five list. Mike Bertrand, Scott Solak, live from Radio Row at the Mandalay Bay Hotel in Las Vegas. Presented by Safety Insurance on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Yeah, man. So we back in the club with our bodies rocking from side to side, side, side. This hour of coverage from Radio Row brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market. Here on Zolak and Bertrand, presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. What do you think of Vegas as a Super Bowl site so far, Bert? I know it's day one here, but uh, just taking it all in around town? Yeah. I mean, you know what I feel like? I feel like it doesn't even register here. Well, it's one of those. I, I felt this way about New Orleans. New Orleans could absorb almost any event. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they just have so many, so much event space and so many hotel rooms. And sure. So a lot of these cities, you go to them, and a Super Bowl goes there, and it feels like 10 pounds of you-know-what in a five-pound bag, right? Like, that's – even L.A. felt that way. Like, and L.A. is massive, but L.A. felt just like – like a little overwhelmed by it. And Well, that's where the 10 pounds of you-know-what was just on the sidewalks. <laughs> right, right. Yes. So, right. So like, All over the place. It, this was like – this to me is like – like, it feels like the – Las Vegas is going to be now. We'll see later in the week. We don't know yet, but like 
it, it feels like it's going to be able to absorb a Super Bowl the same way New Orleans absorbs a Super Bowl. New York, I mean, New York was so massive that like you could go to certain parts of Manhattan and not even know the Super Bowl was happening, you know? Right. Um, I feel like that's kind of the case here. I thought of it more like New York here. I'm like, yeah, there's a sign. You know, not here. We're in the thick of it here in the media right. center. But you go outside of here, you go on the strip, you'd have no idea anything was going on here. It's a normal day in Vegas. Right. Here's right. my... Here's, yeah, because you don't see... All the banners, like yeah. every, on every street corner, you had a banner underneath each light post, and you don't get it here. It's just it feels like you're walking through casinos. Here's my question to you: You're covering the teams. Mm-hmm. How you how you getting out to cover? Because they're out at Lake Las Vegas. Yeah, so I that's going to be a bit shuttle. I may try and rent a car. We'll see. I'm going to just see how tomorrow <laughs> goes. Um, but they do they do have media shuttles, so like they do make it. No, relatively I, easy. Like it's not that, the hardest thing in the world. It's not next door. No, like, it's we, not. No, it's we stayed out there last two years. It, it's twenty five miles away. I think isn't yeah, well, it something like that? Forty five minute drive. Yeah. yeah so, um, which is like, I mean, for the team, it's exactly what you want. It's perfect. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, the resorts are gorgeous. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard they're really nice yeah. out there. I haven't been out there before, but I've heard they're really nice. They got a little city out there. Yeah. yeah. Downtown. They got bars and restaurants. So it's gonna be. It'll be happening out there for them. You know, the yeah. fans will figure it out and get out there towards the end of the week. I mean, that way they also. That's the other thing. Is like. If you're all the way out there, then you don't have to. If you were down here, you'd probably have to switch hotels, like, you know, Fair. on the weekend. Yeah. And if you're out there, you don't have to switch hotels, which no. is also. No, helps. you go lock down. Yeah. 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 You lock the whole place down. Lock it down. Lock it down, man. But I think, like, I do think. I mean, we'll see, because I would have said at the beginning of the Dallas week that Dallas was going to be in the rotation just because of the stadium. No go. Yeah. And then, like, the ice storm came, and <laughs> the there was the seating situation where Still Jerry was, okay, Jerry was more or less trying to hang fans off the roof to break the attendance record. And um, so, like, and they haven't gotten one back yet. So things can go wrong. And, I mean, God knows, like, when NBA All-Star Weekend was here, the Pac-Man Jones thing happened, so yeah, something, like, something like that could happen that, like, screws it up. But by the looks of it, it mean, looks like a city is going to be probably in the rotation. I think, rotation, day, I mean, I think they're going to be here gonna, a lot. They're going to love it on game day, walk across the bridge, stadium's right across the The stadium highway. is, and the stadium is built for big events. Yeah. That's the other thing. It's like, because it's Vegas, the stadium is built to hold, like, the same way the stadium in L.A. is. Not one of my, also, it's not one of my favorite stadiums. That's but, what's so disappointing about MetLife in New York. MetLife like, sucks. MetLife is like, that's what's so disappointing it about sucks. that stadium is like, at Los Angeles, they knew, we're, we're L.A., we're going to be able to attract big events here. So we're going to make this uh, This stadium is going to be a crown jewel. And they put the extra money into it, and they did it, right? But the stadium at MetLife is, in, is next to one of the world's capitals, right? Like in, in New York City. And it it's looks like kind a, of, it's kind of dumpy. It's it a looks like swamp, a freaking, it's in a swamp next to It's in the middle of mall. nowhere. It's no, like, I'm talking the actual building. No, I know. It looks like dumpy. a toaster. It looks like a toaster. It yeah. does. It's, and it... <laughs> And it was all because of you know why it looks that way, right? Neutrality. Because of because of Woody Johnson and the Jets being insecure yeah. about it looking like the Jets building, and so they argued over so many different things that it became like they had to make it so neutral that it became like a freaking it looks like a Walmart. You know what I mean? I don't know who goes around on game day. It should just say it's football stadium. I, I, I would tell you that within the next ten years, they're going to be asking for another new stadium in oh. New York because the World Cup, like. The fact that they're putting the World Cup final there, I swear, like there are going to be a lot of people from around the world that are going to come here. What, what, walk into that insane. state for the final. What this is, is the best venue that the United States has to offer us. <laughs> right. I heard that this morning. I, I thought the exact the same thing. A little I said, embarrassing. I said MetLife, great because it's New York. 
terrible because the stadium sucks. Well, they were trying to. You remember the Jets were trying to build a stadium on the west side that was part of the Olympic bid, and then the Olympic bid fell through. Right. But that would have been phenomenal if they had been able to build it on those rail yards in the west side oh, of Manhattan. Yeah. And it was going to be a dome, so they would have been able to have every big event there. You know, which is, I mean, I give Jerry Jones credit for this. Jerry Jones went over the top with the with his stadium because he knew that extra. At what, that extra three hundred, four hundred million that I'm putting into the stadium, yeah. that's going to make the stadium more sustainable. And then the Rams did the same thing. That extra two billion that we're putting in the stadium is going to make it more sustainable. It's going to make it so when the big event comes, they're going to want to have it in L.A. So and I think, New York did. New York did none of that. I think there's also the fact that this is a very touristy city. Yeah. To begin with, it's got all the rooms in the world that you need. But in addition to that, there's like real actual financial implications of where you bring the game and how much the local municipalities and host committees are going to kick in to pay for all the stuff that surrounds it. Details, police, security measures, all of it. And this town is going to keep paying for big stuff. Oh, yeah. Because no problem. It's it's, it's their lifeblood. It's their economy here. And so if they have to kick in however much it is to make the game happen here every few years, they're going to do it. They're coming back here. Look how much they gave the Raiders for the Raiders to come here. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was... Maybe the I think it was the most in public money in the, the that any team across the world has ever gotten for a stadium. Yeah, it's like eight hundred and seventy-five million of that of, of dollars of that of that stadium was paid for public public funds. Yeah. It's insane. I know it'll go other places, but the Super Bowl should be here and in New Orleans and just bounce back and forth. Yeah. And yes, if you have to make the owners Miami, happy, to put LA. it in L.A. or put it in Miami, even Miami. I just that was not a good experience in no. twenty twenty. No. That was it. Did not feel like they were equipped to handle all the people that were there for too that event. Out. Miami, Miami, Phoenix, and L.A. I understand why you want to put it there, but those places are too spread out. Like everything in New Orleans and um, in Vegas is central, right? right? Like everything in New Orleans, in New Orleans and Vegas is walkable. Um, yeah. Uh, See, now I'm the one who's usually distracted. No, I'm sorry. There's a sum that came across. Oh, look, my food drop uh, streak continues. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's un- <laughs> we even got a food drop You're here in, in Vegas. Next, coming in next week, too. Bro. And, and next week too. Bert's going to go eat lunch now from Smith and Walensky, <laughs> who came and dropped food from the... Oh, my God. It's ribeyes. And, bring it over oh, my here. goodness. Only oh, oh, the best for you, quick. Beetle. You're it welcome. is the lunchtime. That's time ridiculous. Hour. Capello, come on over, Capello. <laughs> Capello. Everybody he's already eating. He's already, he's already got steak in his mouth. What do we got? Animal. What do we got? Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know what that is. That potatoes? That looks like potatoes. That looks like a yeah. potato. That's the wrong. <laughs> 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 he can't help himself. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Thanks, Mark. Yeah. Good all job, right. buddy. Uh, Bert, appreciate it. Enjoy the week. Have a nice time covering it. Hope you uh, break all kinds of stories. See you, buddy. Yeah. Send our best to Kyle Shanahan. All right, <laughs> and, and and and, uh, and have a steak on and, us and enjoy. It, yeah, yeah, thank you for the food <laughs> job. Have a steak. No, thank you. Before you go, thank have you, some Albert. steak. Uh-huh. Uh, headlines: ninety seconds. We'll be right back.